live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. Uh, each week we call it one another and we just catch up. <laughs> that is the worst joke I've ever made. Sit on this crucifix <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh, this. Stop, stop, stop. Ow! Yeah, I went there, Mike. I went there, motherfucker. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. No one would ever go to this what? many sex-sounding gay bars. Down a spiral staircase? With a <laughs> dancing monkey? Seriously. <laughs> Did you buy dog Viagra? Joey, it was nice catching up with you. Go, go to hell, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. And hello to everybody listening. My name's Mike, that's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A., We've been friends for over a decade, and each week we just call one another and we catch up. It's so weird. I, you know, I actually got to hear you listening. Wait, I got to listen to you talking to Brian on an old Game Night Guys episode today. Mm-hmm. Well, Kingsley uh, Magpock posted on Facebook something about how I mentioned you in an old episode of Game Night Guys he had just heard. So both of us actually independently went back and downloaded that. Um, episode I was traveling today so I'm like well that's something to listen to in the airplane and it was it was really weird because I talked about you but not just that I said yeah my friend Joe and I who lives in LA uh, we just were on the phone catching up yeah that was really bizarre yeah (laughs) you know what Kingsley should try and find I think it was a live episode I think it was a pride 48 live episode where you slipped in my name into some sort of like question Oh, I did. You're right. I remember Brian kept stumbling. I was like, I don't know who this person is. Joe, you know, like couldn't say my name. (laughs) Yeah, he said that he said it wrong, like betaints or something. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. So find that. And when you do post about it, anybody, Um, Joey, how are you? Are you still sick? Well, you know what? I have this thing. (coughs) <laughs> where it seems so fake it wasn't fake actually but i realized when i was doing it, it sounded fake <laughs> that now when i get sick like i have the normal cold but then like i just i make more mucus th- i'm like the um the ghostbusters you know all the ectoplasm Ew, that's what yeah, i'm like huh? afterwards so now my ears are still plugged up i don't hear completely and I'm coughing up a bunch and blowing my nose a bunch. But the, all the symptoms of a cold are gone. It's okay. just a ton of mucus. The leftover shit. Yeah, it's right? gross. Ugh, I keep taking this mucinex. Mm-hmm. Ugh. I almost think it's that's a worse place to be because you're, like, operating in the world. You have to go around still, but you're still, like, bending over and coughing fits and spinning up green shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I have been using, and I talked about this on the mini episode that we would talk about this, this neti pot. Have you ever used one of these? Oh, I love the neti pot so much. Speaking of Brian, Gregory from Game Night Guys, he's the one that turned me on to the neti pot. I'm going to tell you something. At first, I couldn't get a hold of it. I couldn't get a handle on it, you know? Yeah. And so, like, the water would go over my face. No, no. What's worse, <laughs> the water would go over my face. Then... You have to have your head at the right angle because uh-huh, then it would like uh-huh. go in the back of my throat and it was disgusting. Yeah. But now I've learned it and there's something to make like when that warm water flushes out your sinuses. Ugh, yeah. It's amazing. I might do there it after is, this. There's an interesting story you might want to Google to freak yourself out a little bit. There were a couple of people who didn't use like the saline. They just used straight up tap 
and some sort of uh, bacteria from the tap um, infected their brain. And yeah, they died no, I know pot. about this because I researched neti pots on YouTube first to see how to use it. They talked about this, and I guess it's a it's a bacteria that can be in drinking water. It's safe to drink, but if it goes through your nose and your brain, it can kill you. So, like on all the boxes, it says, "Don't use tap water. Don't use tap water." Like they're really insisting on it. Yeah. So yeah, cause I guess neti like, pot. The bacteria is actually kind of rare, but if you get it, it's ninety eight percent fatal. Awesome. Yeah, that's why I use uh, the Gerber. Purified drinking water. <laughs> That's what I use, and then I make it lukewarm, and I put it, and I put it up my nose. I, but which, by the way, to my parents, must think I'm the biggest lunatic. They're walking by the bathroom. They see their son <laughs> with a neti pot up his nose and water coming out of the end of the nostril. I love the neti pot. I really do. Um, I'm not sick, but I'm so fucking tired, Joe. Um, I just literally landed two hours ago. Um, I was in San Diego all weekend for a conference, the last conference of the year. Um, and a I'm conference just so about what? Tired. Diabetes. What do you think? Oh, don't you ever get sick of talking about diabetes? It's a little bit. I mean, it's exhausting to not only like work in it, but then when I'm done with work, I still fucking have it, and I still have to deal with it. It like, kind it's... of reminds me of being gay. Here's what I mean. Let me relate. Let me relate this. It's like weird when you're gay, especially when you're younger and you're meeting a lot of people who haven't met a lot of gay people and they have a ton of questions and you're constantly, when you are gay, you're constantly aware of your sexuality. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? And your sexual, your, your presence as a sexual being, cause it's always in the forefront, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whereas straight people don't constantly think like I'm straight, you know, right. or look, there's, I'm a straight person. There's another straight person. It's just accepted. Well, there's a study that shows people living with diabetes think about some aspect of their diabetes every 15 minutes. Um, but I think a, a better uh, analogy for you uh, to make would be someone who worked in like gay at gay rights advocacy or something. Yeah. So like your job is gay rights and then you still are a gay person. So I think that's a little more comparable to what I'm doing. Is I like, know. I, I would be so, so sick of being gay. So, uh, Joey, though, I was in the Oakland airport flying to San Diego on Friday. And as we're, like, waiting to check our bags and uh, print the boarding pass and all that bullshit, uh, we're flying southwest. This woman just walks in front of the whole line. It's a fairly short line, probably, like, I don't know, maybe 10 people, not very many people. And this woman walks up with her bag, and she's, like, just walks straight to the counter. And they were the counter people... Uh, working at Southwest were very nice. They were like, mm, there's a line. What are you doing? And she was like, the woman told me just to walk up. And they were like, what woman? What are you talking about? And she's like, I am in such a hurry. My flight's about to leave and my family's already through security. Okay. So, and I'm, I understand that I've, I've been running late for a flight before. And I understand that I, ha I was there early. I, I wasn't really upset at this. But the people behind the counter were not having it. They were like, I'm sorry, there's one line and um, everybody just has to stand in it. Mm -hmm. So she's pissed and she swings her background and knocks over one of the like <gasps> things that, oh, yeah. I thought you said a get, person. Oh, no, no. To get in line, she was like, just like being really careless and loud and obnoxious, okay? Okay. So during the whole time she's there, she's still like yelling up to the counter people while she's in line. Like, is there any way I can, um, or no first <laughs> she was like, isn't this ticket? So like priority boarding. And she's like showing it to them. And they were like, no ma'am, there's just a one line. 
And then she was like, how do I buy a priority boarding ticket? And they were like, it's at this – just if you don't have a ticket yet, you're going to have to go through the line. It was just like a stupid Oh, scenario. she didn't even have a ticket? No, that was the whole thing. She first, she tried saying like she's holding a priority ticket, and then she, she, it turns out she doesn't even have a ticket. That's why she had to come back. She thought she had a ticket and was trying to go through security. Let me ask you a question. I'm just curious for picturing this. What race is she's, she? She's white. Oh, um, yeah. How maybe old is she? Like, she's older, like maybe in like a – well, she's older than me, maybe like 40s or 50s, like – Maybe some plastic surgery done. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of deceiving. Um, she was dressed really nice, skinny, older lady. Okay. Did, let me ask Very you this question. Upset. Let me ask you this Very question. upset. Let me ask you this question. This is a weird question, too. Now, this is going to take some analysis on your part, but did it appear as if this woman used to be hot? Yeah, I think so. Um, or we saw that. It. Yeah, no, 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 you're right. Either that or she is paid to make herself look hot. Do you know what I mean? Like one or the other, either she cares a lot about how she looks. No, but when she was younger, do you think she was attractive? Well, the plastic surgery throws, you know, a new factor into that. I think maybe, and she's trying to clutch onto that. I'm going to tell you something. These women and the hot ones, you know, they're so used to getting their way. Whatever they want, right? Whatever they want, that when they lose it, they lose their looks, and they can't get what they want anymore, they go crazy. And they still have that self-entitledness about them where they're like, what? You know, like, and so they turn into nightmares. They turn into utter nightmares because they're so used to getting their way. Let me finish the story then. So it's not done? We get our tickets. No, we get our tickets. We check our bags. We go through security, okay? She's a few people behind us. By the way, it's a um, Friday morning, and the airport is, like, dead. It's, like, so quiet. The lines were so fast. Everything was just so easy. And she's sticking out like a sore thumb since it's so quiet, too, because it's not busy. So she gets behind us in line in security because we got our tickets first. And she starts – I hear her asking people if she can cut in front of them because her family is already through security, and she needs to get to her family. You know there's no family. Well, hold on. So she's like saying, I need to get to my family, yada, yada, yada. A few people let her go. And then this one guy, by the way, in an ASU sweatshirt, he was like, huh, I, I have to get on my flight too. Like I am in a hurry as well. So no, you can wait like a total dickhead. But at the same time, I was like giving him mental high fives. I was so proud of this man. Mm-hmm. Because, partially because once she got to me, I was worried what I was going to say. Like I didn't know for sure if I would have let her go. Um. So so she's behind us, maybe three people behind mm-hmm. us. We get through security. The whole time her arms are crossed. She's like frantically looking over the other side of security to see if her, she can see her family, I'm guessing. Joe, we get through security. It's her family on the other side. It's a husband and a, like a 19-year-old kid. Oh, yeah. like, <laughs> like not a family that of like six you know, infants that need her assistance. It's a 19-year-old kid who's like playing on an iPhone. And could care less if his mom was with him him or not? Mike, this is the problem with this country. This is the problem I deal with all the time is these self-entitled people. She just felt I needed to be there. I'm my family, you know? Joe, my story's not done? No. So we then are waiting around to get on our plane and... She wanted to fly um, the plane. (laughs) 
so we get uh you know i don't know if you fly southwest a lot but we uh the num they call up numbers and you like pile on numerically based on when you check in everything and i get on the plane and we were kind of late uh in checking in so that we were sitting probably towards the back of the plane so we get on and we're like passing everyone who got on before us she's on my plane joe she is on the same fucking plane as me and she was in such a hurry that she had to check uh cut in front of me at the check-in and we were we were early to the to the airport maybe maybe like an hour before the flight even boarded so we had plenty of time mike she's a self-entitled person she needs to be there she doesn't want to wait i hate people and that's a it's a growing epidemic in this country what do we do how do we solve this you and i joe right now kill them (laughs) okay i'm only kind of half joking (laughs) i know and I'm laughing because I was like, "Ha, ah, that Joe, he would never kill anybody." Because it's like a, it, to me, it's like a, it's like a survival of the fittest. But now I want to do survival of the nicest. These terrible people who are just procreating. You know, she has some shit. Nineteen-year-old son was he hot? By the way, I'm kind of hot. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but he mm. he was hot. But it's like one of those like hesitant to say he's hot because you're not certain if he's seventeen or nineteen. Do you know he could be like a precocious seventeen-year-old? So I was like, no, he's not hot at all. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, just <laughs> let's assume he's nineteen. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. And so, but did you interact with her on the plane at all? No, or? not at all. We were sitting way, way uh, back in the back of the plane, so not at all. And I didn't see her once we got off either. But my God, I bet you she lived in San Diego too. She wasn't in. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No. Um, how about you? What's going on in L.A.? What's the tea? So, did I, I ever tell you, by the way, um, real quick, this is such a tangent, but one of my coworkers uh, was looking at this social media like icon set and it had all these different like icons for different social media sites. And one of them was the Tumblr icon, which is just a kind of like a navy blue uh, rectangle with a white T uh-huh, in the middle of it. Uh-huh. And she's like, Mike, what's the T? <laughs> <laughs> and I like laughed and then yeah. we had to like. Urban Dictionary it, so she knew, like, what, what what's the tea meant. Not much. <laughs> anyway, um, so I feel I'm sorry to the audience, but the Magic Castle is going to be coming up a lot in this show. Because I went last night, and then I'm going yeah. on Tuesday with Tom and Terry. Oh, I can't wait to hear about that. Some listeners from Chicago. I'm going to up the ante. I have this I'm gonna gay- invite any listener. I have this gay cousin Richard. He's a week younger yeah. than me, and he's gay. Uh-huh. He's coming with. Oh, cool, cool. I've never met Richard. No, have I? no. Um, I don't know. Could he have been at your? Remember the surprise birthday party? Yeah, he was definitely there. Well, I was. I don't definitely know if you. There. I don't know if you met him. Oh no, no, no. He was there. I don't think we interacted a lot, but no. But I feel like you've met him. I don't know. Anyway, anyway, go. Yeah, yeah. so he's going to go on Tuesday. So this should be very interesting. But Wait, I, are we already on our next week? Okay, I'm doing... Um, no, and then, but I went to the Magic Castle Yeah. last night. I took some cousins. All straight. I was just going to say how many of them were gay. All straight and all married. Okay. Okay. But one of them, her boyfriend, works for some company where he just has a 15-person van at his disposal. <laughs> so like they're like um are you gonna go with us and i was like no right okay so here's the thing so the magic castle and i can't explain why is now crazy popular like it's 
on a Saturday or Friday night, it's really hard to get in, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, it's usually they have people who have dinner reservations and they have dinner there and whatnot. And members can come in with their guests, but on weekend nights, if it gets too crowded, members and their guests can't come in at a certain point. They close it off because it's too packed. So I tell Veronica, my cousin, this, and I'm like, look, you're going to want to get there early. It's been, they've been shutting it down at like 730. And she's like, oh, okay. That fucking bitch wasn't listening to me. Right. And so like, I get there early. I'm waiting around like a big dummy. Right. Mm -hmm. I keep texting. Oh, I called her at one point. I'm like, she's like, oh, we're, we're on the road. And I was like, oh, where? On the road. (laughs) So it means they probably weren't even on the road. They were on, maybe they're literally on a road, (laughs) you know? But anyway, so they get there like at 7.15. I'm pacing. The doorman knows me a little bit. And he's like, what's going on? I'm like, my people aren't here. like, you better get them here. They're about to give the shutdown notice, right? And I hear, I even hear them say like, uh, put a notice out on Twitter. We're shutting it down. Don't, if members and their guests can't come in. So I text her. I go, where are you? She goes, we're two minutes away. Well, this is also another warning sign for me. Because, again, the Magic Castle's now doing this new thing where they're trying to be, like, fancy schmancy. Mm-hmm. So the valets are super valets now. Like, they're like, open your door. Oh, my God, ma'am, come out, please. Welcome to the Magic Castle, blah, blah, blah. They're super fancy. And even, like, for members, when I get my car back, there's a little fancy Magic bottle, Magic Castle bottle of water waiting for me in there. Mm-hmm. Like, they're super fancy now. It's like nice cars are pulling up and people, like, you know, you have to dress up to go to the Magic Castle. Right. So people in, like, fancy outfits are getting out of their super nice cars. So all of a sudden, I just hear, like, the rumble of a diesel engine. And so I'm like, I go, there's, like, a place where they hide the cigarette smokers. So I go and I hide. And then I just see this gigantic white van like pull up and all these Mexicans pour out of it. <laughs> right. And I was like, Ugh. so we go inside actually. So the doorman helped me out and he actually counted them in before they shut it down. Oh, that's so nice. So we got in, but this, and the rest of the night was normal, but it was so embarrassing. Like this super, like there's like a, a, a Lexus and a Bentley and then like a big giant, like the kind of van that they take like handicapped people and field trips, you know, to, Okay. Like one of those kind of vans? I was thinking like the van we took kids to the water park in when I worked at the boys. Oh, okay, yeah, park. kids. Exactly. Like people. Sure. Yeah. People that not me. Um I think like the water park. Yeah, like that kind of van it just pulls up and then there was like an old like a tiny old Mexican man driving it. <laughs> it was her boyfriend's like grandpa or something. And he was like, Okay, see you, mijo. And then they're like, he left. Oh so oh my god. I was like, okay. At least they didn't valet the van. That would have been funny. Oh, that would have been awesome. To valet the van. No, they had someone who dropped them off. Mm. And that was very sweet of the dad. I think it was his dad to drop him off. Totally. Hey, look, it's better. Hey, look, as much as we're judging, it's practical. They save money. It's $10 for, non, it's $10 for non-members to valet. Mm-hmm. So they save money and they weren't driving and drinking. Yeah. And they all drove together, which is kind yeah. of nice. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Leave it to Mexicans. So I was in San Diego for this conference, right? Um, I just told you about it a little bit about getting there. But um, this was the last conference in the season. But we do uh, for these conferences, we do scholarships to get 
advocates from around the country to attend. Um, it's one of the programs I run. So uh, we had two scholarship winners that were attending the conference. Uh-huh. And one of the scholarship winners never showed up. Oh, no. So, what happened? I know. Right? So we're, like, worried and concerned. Um, she sent an email that she went to the airport and the flight was delayed. And she Her mom couldn't get to her? She was waiting what? for the mom in the in the airport terminal? <laughs> that would be funny, but no. Um, her flight was delayed, so she took that as a sign from God that she shouldn't go and then went home. I feel that that... I'm telling all my stories in the elevated voice where, like, each sentence, the pitch gets higher. Yeah. The Joe Patance storytelling. Uh... It sounds like I'm trying to guess something. Yeah. Um, okay. I feel that that's not uncommon in the diabetes community. It's... Co- what? What? Yeah. That's offensive. What do you mean? Why is that offensive? That diabetes people, uh, diabetes advocates... I have feel no evidence like for this. A plane getting delayed is a sign of yeah, God. Yeah, I feel I feel go. diabetes people are really into signs. Uh no. I'm so annoyed by this whole Why? story. I'm so annoyed by it that she would just be like Oh, by her. Oh yeah, she's obnoxious. Joe. Flights my flight was delayed forty minutes. How old is this girl? Um old I don't know. Maybe my age or oh, older. Oh, 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 oh. I, like a, I mean I'm, I imagine like a young person, like a seventeen year old girl. No. Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh. I just really cannot understand how a flight delay would make you say, I'm not going at all. I actually think that there's something fishy. Oh, she, what do you think she it didn't, is? She didn't want to go, or she didn't, I don't know. I feel like But if she, she didn't, didn't want to go, why would she apply for, well, I think apply, I know what it is. Apply for a scholarship, you know, eight there months ago. There are people ago. who are afraid of, I can actually relate to this. There are people who are afraid of flying. Sure. I'm, I'm afraid of flying. And so... I don't like – I've had this happen where they go like, oh, the flight's going to be delayed an hour because the engine broke. And I'm like, fuck <laughs> this. I'm out, right? Yeah. I almost left. I was seated on an airplane, like seated to go to Washington, D.C. When I was flying to Washington, D.C., the whole plane was seated. And they were like, oh, you know, we're just going to wait for a few minutes because two of the passengers uh, checked in, but they haven't boarded. And they're like, we're just going to page them, right? Mm-hmm. And then like, okay, hold please. And you're like, um, yes, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Abdul Hafsiz Jabbar, Mr. and Mrs. Abdul Hafsiz Jabbar, can you please come to the airplane? And I was like, oh, fuck this. You Why? Because you think that they're terrorists? Two Middle Eastern people who haven't checked in on the plane flying to Washington, D.C.? Uh, yes. I, I didn't – no, I'm not telling you I look at people and think they're a terrorist. If I see a, per, a Muslim person getting on an airplane and he's in – um, if religious garb, I don't think anything bad. But if you hear two Middle Eastern names and they haven't checked in on the flight, okay, and you're flying to Washington, D.C., yes, I'm sorry. Now, look, they came on the flight eventually. It was an old Middle Eastern couple, and I was like, oh, fine, whatever, Yeah. right? But no, yeah, I got nervous. Well, I think that's presumptuous. Mm, I think you're politically correct because you're in the Bay Area. <laughs> Which actually is a good segue. Um, wait, do you have any more stories? That was only one story Mm-mm. for me, right? This actually is a decent segue. So politically correct, Bay Area, Berkeley specifically, which is where my office is. People in Berkeley take pride in exercising their personal freedom and resisting government intrusion and yada, 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 right? So 
that's why this story is so interesting to me. There, the Berkeley City Council is uh, considering a proposal to ban cigarette smoke in apartments and condos. So that's kind of the story. But then one of the councilmen, uh, a guy named Jesse Erguin, Jesse Erguin is upset about this. And he's kind of like the dissenting voice um, against the ban. And he is so angry about the ban because he feels like it doesn't go far enough. And he, Oh, what? I know. He thinks that cigarette smoke should be also banned in single-family homes. So not just apartments and condos where ventilation is, like, shared, but single-family homes, too. And I'm so curious what your thoughts might be on this. Okay, so let me get this straight. Because I was actually kind of going with it if it was a condo or... Like shared ventilation. Like, I have the shared right... Shared ventilation. You have the right to like, poison yourself, but I also have the right to breathe clean air. So where who wins here? Okay, but wait. Hold on for a second. Let me, this is an important distinction. So that means even if you own your home... Yeah, specifically, the Jesse Erguin guy says that he feels that if you own your home, if you're in a single-family uh, house and there are children or seniors or other lodgers present, then it's out. So if you like rent out one of the rooms, for example, or if you have a family with children, or if you have seniors. I need to go to San Francisco soon. I'm not even joking. I brought this up before. This must be the most magical land of chocolate and candy <laughs> that there's nothing going no. on in this city because Do you know um, how you're do you know how to uh, tell if you're in a, a San Francisco bookstore? How? There's no humor section. <laughs> Where'd you hear that one? I heard it about lesbians, actually. Oh, do you know that's a, but it, it applies to San Francisco? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because but funny thing about this law, it does not apply to marijuana or to electronic. Oh, of course cigarettes. not. Yeah, of course not. Of course not. Which, by the way, don't, I'm not don't even you joking. Dare take away our marijuana. <laughs> I would so much rather be around a cigarette smoker than these e-cigs, mostly because I don't want to get secondhand douchery from these. <laughs> E cigs, yeah, it's so obnoxious, and, they, and you it's know what like it is vanilla too? cream cigarette yeah. smoke. And or... they do this thing too. They do this thing with it where they're now like brazenly blowing the mist in the air, like. <gasps> <laughs> and they do. They it want everywhere. you to know, like I'm gonna do it at the meat counter in the grocery yeah. store. Fuck yeah. all of you. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it is really kind of douchey. It's really obnoxious. It's really obnoxious. thank God. Hey, back to the magic castle. They banned e-cigarettes. Thank you. That, I think at that's the magic smart. House. I think... Yeah, just because it's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> well, because... It, I'm not going to get into it. Okay. So, get this. How... I Okay. Look, I'm actually kind of okay with it if it's like you're renting an apartment, mm -hmm. you know? And they're just legally banning it. Like, you can't even... if Even if your apartment says you can, you can't, right? Mm -hmm. But if someone buys their home in their single-family home... No. That's so... Oh, what's wrong with I don't well, look, like the government says uh, that you can't do other things in the home you own. Like you can't I don't know, do heroin or meth in your home. Yeah, but because meth and heroin are legal everywhere. You can't do heroin and meth anywhere. True. But if it's legal, it's legal. oops. It's legal to smoke cigarettes. But you would almost I mean, I can make the argument if you do heroin, Joe, that's almost better than I mean, that's affecting just you. So you're making a choice and that's I'm not making an argument about. I think we're on the same page. Tobacco. Just kind of yeah, I think we're on the same page. page. Yeah, I'm not making a case for tobacco. I'm just saying, like, if someone wants to do something that's legal in their own home, 
then they could do it. Right. Well, if I guess they have a problem with that. Ban tobacco. I think there's just so much money behind tobacco that it's not easy to ban. Like it's not secondhand smoke is a problem, right? Do we agree on that? Mm-hmm. And so, I think that this is maybe an attempt to make tobacco illegal. You know, look, you're talking to a person who used to smoke. Mm-hmm. Okay, and even when I was a, a smoker, right, I still wasn't opposed to all the smoking where you could smoke and not smoke. I don't want to be in an airplane, someone's smoking, or a restaurant, someone's smoking. Yeah. You know, restaurant smoke always freaks me out now when I see it like in Vegas in or Vegas, something. Yeah. yeah, it's so weird. Um, but I, I mean, when I was a kid, everyone was not like tons of smoking in restaurants, but it ha- there were smoking sections for sure. Yeah, it, you would. I remember going places and you'd see like um, ashtrays, yeah, like in the seats and whatnot, and that was always like so weird. You don't see that anymore. Yeah. Like in movie theaters, it'd be like ashtrays in the seats. It's now when you buy a car now, the cigarette lighter is pretty primarily always just an outlet. Like it's an extra something extra you have to buy to have an actual cigarette lighter in the car. Oh, really? Yeah, that's smart. But how is this enforceable? Like, how do you enforce people smoking in a house? It, it probably isn't. It's probably one of those things where they have it on the books, and then. Um, if someone like wants to press charges, they can go to it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what's so funny? It's going to be one of those laws, too, if they pass it like in 100 years. Or like, and then the city council finally got rid of that dumb you can't smoke in your house law. You're like, you know, like, you hear that now where they'll be like, um, did you know it was illegal in San Francisco to own two donkeys? <laughs> I and think like, there's um, some some history or some politics involved here, too, that isn't to just a a normal reader maybe wouldn't recognize but i guess there's like some really weird laws that protect renters and so this is a possible way of getting rid of um some some renters or um something having to do with like um you know like rent what's it called when they like you can't raise the rent um rent control so like rent control people so like if they smoke in their homes and that's a way to like get rid of them i don't know i think that that there's some of that behind the scenes that I don't know the politics really well to kind of get into, but Ooh, yeah. So you, the UC, UC Berkeley campus is currently smoke free. Um, oh, the UC system uh, passed the rule. So by the beginning of the year, all UC campuses have to be smoke free. So that's already happening in Berkeley. So I don't know. I don't, I don't love cigarette smoke. I don't feel, I know, uh, I know people that smoke and I don't know. I don't feel like, their lives are really difficult and they have to be protected. Let me tell you something. A couple of weeks ago when I went with those uh, two girls to the Magic Castle, mm-hmm. one of them smoked. And so we would go out a bunch of times for smoke breaks. And it reminded me how good smoking is at a, as a social lubricant. Because all the smokers talk to each other. So I, said, I met so many people when I was just sitting out there while she smoked. Like you just start talking to people because you're for it's a bunch True. of random people forced into the situation. And on top of that, I also think like it forces you to like take a break from whatever you're doing. So if like you're inside um, socializing, then it's like a new set of people every hour or something. Do you follow me? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. So it, it, it's sad that there's not something else to replace it like that because it is an amazing, amazing social lubricant. When, I don't know why, but it is. When I first moved to Fullerton, I worked. I mean, Fullerton. 
I don't know why I said that. Yeah, where'd that come from? When I first moved to Phoenix, there was uh, uh, the job that I was at. There was a large group of people that all smoked. And I'm not even joking. Every hour, they would all go outside and smoke. And I'm sitting there working like a sucker as they all go out and take their long breaks. So I started just going out with the smokers. Like, I wouldn't even smoke. I was just like, well, if you guys are going, I'm going. And that's how you got ahead, and that's how when I was at the school, how, the reason I picked up smoking, actually, was I was in college, and I was working at the school newspaper, and all the cool kids, all the editors and stuff like that would go on the balcony to smoke. Yeah. And then I was like, I want to be in on that, and so I went out there while they smoked, and then I started smoking, and then that's how I just worked up to uh, the big <laughs> position that I am in the world now. My first cigarette was kind of the same. Well, not my first cigarette, but... The first time that I, like, would smoke, I never called myself a smoker. I would never, like, actually smoke. Um, But my very first apartment, there was a group of, like, home, well, one guy specifically, this homosexual guy, Jeff, who I'm still friends with, he lived um, across a hallway, and he would come out to, like, the joining, like, alleyway between the two apartment buildings. Mm -hmm. And I would just see them out there hanging out smoking. So I, like, was like, oh, can I have a cigarette? Uh, <laughs> so I would yeah. just like go out and smoke with them just because I wanted to hang out with, you know, young gay people because I was my, in my first apartment. Were they cute? Um, I mean, that's where I met. Um, Did you know that? No. Yeah. He was friends with this Jeff guy. And so maybe we oh, should believe his name. Is that weird to have his name in? Um. That's where. How about this? Let's go back. That's where I met my first boyfriend. Um, oh, who really? you know? Yeah, David. Um, oh, you know what? We could say his name because remember the video. The video has his name in it. We've said oh, it, okay. we've said his name on here before. Okay. Oh my god, that was such a stupid outtake. Have fun editing that, Joe. Uh, in the future, yeah, I'll get the whole story out. <laughs> um. Okay, back to news. Go. I've been following this uh, story. Okay, it was I? I, you know, I read the news every day and I put things into the folder. And it started off, there was this man that was reported missing. His girlfriend said he went to take the dog for a walk. And 20 minutes later, the dog came back with the leash and blood on it. Shut up. That's such from a, like a really shitty movie. Or like, yeah. are you afraid of the dark? Do you remember those like scary stories that they tell to children? Yeah. No, no. So it was a real life. And so I was like, oh my yeah. God, what happened to this guy? And it was on Reddit too, like in, in the Reddit, um, Los Angeles subreddit. Uh-huh. It was like, can you please help find my friend? It told the story about the dog. And I was like, oh, my God, this is creepy. Yeah, right? it sounds creepy. Then the next story, okay, uh, is that uh, this guy turns up a few days later. I forgot to write his name down, actually. I wrote everybody else's names down. But he turns <laughs> up. Uh, Let's call him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm so bleeping that. go i'm sorry so um well it's not like he listens now (laughs) so uh anyway he 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 so like a few days later there's a huge manhunt for him and a few days later he flags someone down uh like oh and and he's like i've been kidnapped i was kidnapped right the girlfriend did it her name, the girlfriend's name is Kelly McLaren, right? Mm-hmm. And is she responsible? Uh, 
I feel no, like here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's it's it gets weirder. So it turns out that the girlfriend Kelly and uh the guy, the missing man, were witnesses about to testify against a guy named Ricardo Orozco. Now Ricardo Orozco was uh, arrested and on trial for he broke into the home of Christina Fulton, who is Oh Nick, my god, too um, many names. This is like I know the girl with the dragon tattoo books. Um Nicholas Cage's wife. So he broke into the home of Nicolas Cage's wife and stole items belonging to Nicolas Cage's son. Okay. And the kidnapped guy, who we don't know his name. Was a witness somehow, right? And the girlfriend, while the kidnapped man was missing, had to go to trial to be the witness. And she just invoked her Fifth Amendment rights the whole time. Okay. Now, they've also claimed, these two people, that they know that Orozco stole from Nick Cage's house a sex tape with Charlie Sheen in it. Right? This is getting too weird. I know. I feel like you're going to say, like, just kidding in a second, because this is way too weird. Yeah, they're saying that Orozco stole a Charlie Sheen sex tape. Now, they were talking to the lawyers for Charlie Sheen, but they don't have the tapes. So the lawyer's like, fuck you. We don't think you're weird. Right? So there's some sort of weird shenanigans going on. And even the news articles kind of not believing the kidnapping story. Okay. You know, they're like, he claims this. And. You know, they, they do that kind of language. Mm-hmm. So here's my question. Would I watch trouble his... where you ever staged oh. <laughs> your own disappearance? I thought you were going to say, would you watch the Charlie Sheen sex tape? <laughs> no, I would not. That is so gross. I would never stage my own disappearance because I'm not good at lying. Like, I know I have another podcast called What Someone Call Lies, available at whatsomecalllies.com. But I, I'm not good at lying. Like, I feel like a lot of times... Either it isn't believable, or if it is believable, then it's not like I, I I feel like I'm not authentic enough, and so I give it away, you know. But if you're dis, how would you give it away if you've disappeared? Oh, like actually just stage my own disappearance and never come back. Yeah. Oh, oh we'll come back. Oh, you would come back. I thought you were saying like, would I ever say like, oh, I was kidnapped. Oh, yeah. Would you ever do that? No, the, for the reasons I just said. Yeah, because you're a bad liar. But I don't Would you think... ever stage your disappearance and not come back? I can't imagine a situation that was so bad that I would not want to come back. What if um, somebody just would not stop talking in the movie theater? <laughs> so anyway, what are, your, what are your... Do you have any thoughts on this story? I mean, it's a weird L.A. story, but do you have any thoughts on it? No, I mean, I think that there's so many pieces, like, it feels like this is too bizarre that it's not all adding up. I don't really, there's pieces missing. It sounds like one of those stories I'll do on Dateline. Yeah, and you know? once all the pieces are, like, a little more put together, and then it's like, the end will kind of be a, yeah. we don't know what happened. Keith, yeah, Keith Morrison will totally do it. He'll be like... And this guy didn't know what he was saying when he said he was kidnapped. <laughs> Doesn't add up, huh? Could this room actually be stretching? That's oh, yeah. A- they should have Keith Morrison do the Haunted Mansion. <laughs> that would be great. He would make it even creepier. Well, if, you don't, if you're not from living, if you don't go to Disneyland a hundred times a year, as anybody from Orange County does, that's a line from the yeah. Haunted Mansion ride. Well, he... What's his name? Keith what? Keith Morrison. His like he he's creepy, but he's also like upbeat, 
which is yeah. very Haunted Mansion to me. Like, it's very creepy, but it's not, like, so creepy that it's, like, really horror. It's, like, still kind of upbeat and happy. So that's oh. why I kind of feel like it's the same. And one more thing. <laughs> this chamber has no windows and no doors. Um, so speaking of horror and... Um, Which offers this puzzling challenge. <laughs> to, to find, find a, a way, way out. out. <laughs> of course, there's always my way. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of, um, you know, things children like and um, horror and all of these things. Um, about four years ago, a 14-year-old was shot and killed. Uh, up here near some railroad tracks in Richmond, um, which is a horrible story. It's actually still unsolved and yada, yada, yada. But uh, it there are a bunch of kids who are going to go looking for the body <laughs> and sing 50 songs along the way and then have a life-changing experience at the end. Yeah. And um, also on top of that, there's uh, this treasure map and One-Eyed Willie. <laughs> Has this like unfound uh, ship that they're trying to find on top of all? Oh, of that. really? Yeah. No. Um. So, so this kid, I mean, tragically was killed, uh, shot and killed, uh, near train tracks in Richmond. Um. But it also happened to be the day before or the night before that Google was flying over, taking their Google Maps pictures of the area. Uh-huh. So Google Maps captured the uh, body on the ground, covered in a tarp, police cars around it. Um, and the dad just found out, I guess it's been well known for a long time. Like if you go to any of those, like there's websites, like funny things to find on Google maps and it like has different locations to type in. Have you seen any uh-huh. of these? Yeah. So you can find like, like, like a, a naked man peeing or something. Yeah. Like nude yeah. sunbathers or what have you. Um, well, one of them has always been like a dead body and it was this uh-huh. kid. I mean, it's been on Google maps for a long time, supposedly, um, so the dad just found out about it, and he asked Google to take it down, and he was very public about how sad this makes him feel, and like he's reliving all of this, and it's still unsolved, yada, yada, yada. Meanwhile, every story reporting on it is showing a screen capture. So like mm-hmm. the dad is like, I hate seeing this image, and like all these news sources are like, you're right, and here's yeah, the screen isn't this capture. horrible? Here's the picture. Let's make it so that it can never be... I mean, all you have to do is Google the kid's name now and you see a picture of it. Where before you had to know the location and type it into Google Maps. But now it's super accessible. I'm going to tell you something. I saw this story. And I wanted to go see the spot where this happened. But the problem is I put it into Apple Maps. Oh, uh uh-huh. And I landed up in Stockton. (laughs) Well, horrible. That's a dumb joke. Now, here's what I'm going to say. You know what this reminds me of, actually? Do you have something else to say about this? No, not really. This reminds me of, do you remember, actually, th- I think this may have lo- helped launch the It Gets Better campaign. It could be wrong. But do you remember the story about the guy where his roommate and some other girl, like, filmed him having gay sex? Yeah. And they put it on the internet? hmm What's funny, what's not often told in the story is um, it was horrible what those people did and whatnot. But what's not often told in the story is it had come out like a few days before he killed himself or maybe like a week before. And it, it, it was a big, giant problem. And I think he had taken it to the school and they were doing disciplinary actions. 
But what happened was this guy who was out, it was in the closet, started getting phone calls from like the media, you know, saying like, oh, we heard that this story happened. We want to talk to you about it. And it was the media's reaction that actually freaked him out. Where he's like, like, if you imagine like, one, he's closeted. Two, his roommate films him and, you know, sends this video out to a small um, number of people, right? But then the media is now calling him and now saying, oh, we're going to put, now that it's basically it's going to go viral, this video of him having sex. Right. And he's in the closet. And that's what led to the despondency. Well, they don't know. He didn't even know. But that's one of the guesses is he was actually more freaked out about that it was exploding virally. It was a fairly like, contained event that because yeah. of, you know, it just like blew up. Yeah, right, that, right, right. Th- th- there were all these messages from the media trying to get interviews from him, and that was what freaked him out, and he went and killed himself. Sure. So it's sort of the same thing where the media can do more harm by reporting things. I don't know why they don't respect people's privacy. <laughs> you know, people should really respect <laughs> privacy. Well, it's kind of similar. Have you ever heard of the Streisand effect? Yes. So it's basically like in an attempt to hide or remove one piece of information you have like unintended consequences of publicizing that specific piece of information you should tell the story of the Streisand effect i don't know it too much i know I that do know it. so in 2003 i think she Whoa. <laughs> i don't know that much <laughs> on january 4th 2003 so an attempt to suppress photographs of her house barbara streisand inadvertently generated more publicity publicity towards pictures of her house is pretty much how I see it. Yeah. Right? Exactly. And it's gotten so much it's gotten to the point where there's like spoof songs about it. There's like I mean, it's just become such a big deal that people I could care less about Barbara Streisand's house, but because of this whole situation, I know what her house looks like. So I never like seeked out pictures of her house. I never cared about what her house looked like, but now I know exactly what it looks like on the cliffs of Malibu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, did I get the story right? You did. Wow, you did a really good job. You like knew the the year and everything. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So I think people should not violate someone's privacy and just broadcast their name or their proclivities out uh, online yeah. or anywhere in the internet. I or, agree. Uh, yeah, that's really bad. So, what else? Any other uh, stories you want to talk about? Actually, there is. So, basically, um, LAPD is cracking down on the L.A. Central Library, which I've been to many times. It's a beautiful library, by the way, because there's a lot of gay sex going on in the bathrooms. What? Yes. I guess on a website called cruisingforsex.com, mm-hmm. uh, L.A. Central Library got four out of five stars. <laughs> Um, I, for having the best bathrooms to have anonymous gay sex in. Okay. Um, so far they've arrested nine people for lewd acts, and they've um, done fourteen undercover um, sting operations at the LA Central Library. Now, here's where I'm pissed off. I've been there many times with my cousin Richard. We were doing we were doing some um, genealogical research in the because I guess they used the the basement, and we've been to the basement. I'm like, what? Where? Why weren't they hitting on me? Well, not that. Why didn't I go to the bathroom? 
I I really feel uncomfortable about the story because I don't know where I stand. So like, I look. I don't think that people should be having sex in the public library's bathroom. And I don't I think agree. anybody should be doing that because there. How many kids are there? How many kids are walking around this? Whatever, right? But I also don't feel comfortable in police time doing these sting operations. Like, what if a guy just was like in the bathroom and some attractive, hot, you know, undercover policeman is like, do you want to suck my dick? And he was like, well, actually, I do. I did not come to this library to suck penises. However, I feel like I would like to suck your penis and I might not have the opportunity to to ever do that again. So I'm not going to fuck this up by saying like that is illegal. Yeah, I'm Mike, just that's a gonna good question. Ju- I'm just going to suck your penis. Like, if you were in a bathroom, and I'm being serious, I've, I've posed this question before as a joke. Yeah. But if you were in a public bathroom and a guy brazenly hit on you like that. Yeah. I don't think I would. would. You, I would not. Well, you're dating somebody. Let's, let's sure, assume sure, you sure, were sure. single. Assuming I'm single, um, I don't think I would. And let me tell you why. Because of stings like this, right? So m- maybe that's a great argument for them being effective. Um. I, what I would do, I probably would, is assuming I was single, I would say, like, why don't we go to my house? Why don't we get out of here? Right? Do you follow me? Yeah. Um, Because I, I live in a place where I'm, I don't know, I can go to my house and do it. We should go to your house and do it. We could <coughs> do this and not do it illegally. So, what would you do? I'm a, well, I've never gone cruising or done anything like that, right? I couldn't. I couldn't see if that if something like that happened. I would just be so like not know what to do. I'm so bad in those situations, right? Yeah. However, I will say this: when I was regularly hooking up with this one person, we would always not always. I shouldn't say that. There were several times where we did very, very lewd things in public in the bath in the bathroom at the Hollywood Improv. What? Oh, very, 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 very bad things. Okay. Very, very, very bad things. And we could have been caught at any moment. We could have been caught at any See, moment. See, that's the thing. I don't in. think people are not getting like arrested and caught because they're doing something with someone that they met there. Like it's. The way people are getting caught and the way people are getting arrested is because one of the person, one of the people involved is an undercover cop, right? No, I know. No, 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 no. I knew this person wasn't a cop. Right. So, like, you in the Hollywood Improv, like, if you got caught doing that, they would be like, come on, guys, get out of here. Right? It's not like they're It would have been very embarrassing. Well, because also there you would know the person that was catching you probably like management yes. was to be somebody you know but you follow what i'm saying like i really feel like po- using police what are you officers doing? i'm sorry i was testing my blood because my blood sugar's low oh okay. um diabetes card just played it i know um b- i'm gonna start playing the drums what does that mean and then you go like we did oh sorry um my drums were low. My blood know. sugar is know. at sixty, so I'm gonna go grab some glucose temps real quick. Okay, why don't? What else do you have to say? Wait, what are you sucking on? Glucose tabs. Well, why don't we wait till you're done with that? Um, what's next? What do they taste like? These ones are cherry. Oh, do they taste delicious? Mm, I love them. Yes. Um, does your mouth tingle when you put them in there or anything like that? Or what? <laughs> what do well, you your mean? Your blood sugar's low. They're just like. 
like sweet tarts, kind of. Uh huh. That's it. And it's just, how quickly will it raise your sugar? They're fast acting carbs, so they should within like fifteen minutes. Hmm. How did you know your blood sugar was low? Um, I could. I felt it in like I feel a little shaky. Oh. And so I tested, and I'm right now. I'm sixty. Hmm. So, but I'm sixty and steady. So I oh, don't. I don't have an arrow pointing down. So. Um. What were we saying before this? I think we were done. What's What's next? What's happening next week? Uh, well, I'm going to the Magic Castle with Tom and Terry on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Totally terrific. <laughs> then on Thursday is Thanksgiving. What are you doing for Thanksgiving? You're not, you're not, I'm assuming you're not going to Phoenix, are you? Mm-hmm. I leave. Oh, you are. I leave on Wednesday. And um, then a bunch of people are in town. Surprisingly, that usually are out of town. And so I'm going to see them, I imagine, at some point during the week. Like Adam Vaught's in town. Um, um, Young Master Shane is in town. So there'll probably be some visiting going on. What about you? Cool. I go to Phoenix on Wednesday, and I'm staying through through Sunday. So I'll be back Sunday afternoon. Um, probably just eating a lot. That's kind of the plan is a lot of eating. Um, I don't know. Tonight, I probably am going to go see the new Hunger Games movie with uh, Rod Kyle. Okay. And uh, I'm cooking for Rod Kyle Monday night. Um, I'm thinking of – tell me if this is a bad idea or a good idea. I'm thinking, oh, no. I'm thinking of cooking Filipino food. So he's Filipino. Okay. I thought that that would be, like, sweet and, like, oh, he cares about, like, my culture. And so, where are you getting the recipe? So that's the well, I mean, like that's the, the trick. internet. So I think just yeah, I'm gonna do like an American fusion Filipino food, right? Because I'm not even gonna try to like do something super authentic, but like what just do a do? dish that's Filipino, like maybe my the Mike Lawson American version of it. Why don't you stick to like a reputable website, like a Serious Eats or something? I'm gonna see if they have Filipino food on there. I don't know. It's SeriousEats.com. Yeah, I don't know that. I'll I'll look it up. Yeah, it's it's really really good. Like it's it's not like I, I I'm always very suspicious of like uh, Paula like, Deen's <laughs> Paula Deen's Filipino. <laughs> yeah, no, but more like Paula uh, Deen like, does chicken adobo. Oh yeah, yeah. Look at this Filipino spaghetti sauce, Filipino barbecue, um, slow cooker Filipino pork with garlic fried rice. Ooh, that sounds good. Okay. 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 Oh, Filipino style grilled cured pork. Ooh, that sounds good too. Ooh, I'm jealous. Can I come over? Yeah. You know, everybody, after we recorded last week, I got to talk to Rod Kyle for a little bit. Oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> what Did he say anything about our interaction? Uh-uh. So we talked, um, if you didn't listen to the live episode, we uh, after we recorded the little mini, we stick around for the rest of the hour. And so we talked about having some special guests on in the future, and Rod Kyle's name came up as a possibility. And after we ended, I actually talked with Rod Kyle and asked him, if he would be willing and he said he would be willing he doesn't like the sound of his own voice so he would be super self-conscious he thinks but he would be willing to possibly come on and i think that he would be good if we had like a pre-arranged topic so it was like something we wanted to talk to him about specifically mm-hmm. um i think that this is a weird thing to just put a mic in front of somebody and tell them to chit chat is kind of weird and i think that even you and i like we talk differently when we're not recording so i think sometimes i think that maybe um that would work out if we had a pre pre-existed 
or a predetermined topic. Hmm. Um, well, we'll see. Yeah. His voice sounded fine, by the way. Yeah, I know. It does. It, <laughs> it's just one of those things that he's self-conscious about. So what else? Anything else you need to talk about before we hang up? No. You, we, we, do you know what you're doing next week? I just told you. You did. We didn't. Th- Cooking, oh, you didn't eat a lot. Okay. Hunger right. Games, Phoenix, Wednesday through Sunday. I, I thought you were gonna talk about your Phoenix plans, though. Um, I don't really have any. So my parents live far from like Brian Gregory and Phoenix and Civilization and everything. So, um, I don't know that I'm gonna get out to see Brian when I'm there, which sucks. Okay. Well, have a very nice. Well, I guess I'll talk to you before Thanksgiving, Mike. Well, we're gonna do. We're gonna have to arrange what we're gonna do for a mini episode, or if we we'll don't do we have a live show. I'm gonna be. I'm not gonna be. Oh, I maybe this will be a very special Joe Batant's live show. You gotta teach me how to use this software. Okay, let's uh, right. do that. All right, Joey. Nice talking to you. All right. Goodbye, Mike. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Um, yeah, I mean... Um, uh, um, 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 um,